2: the opinion line on corks 96 fm defense force is uh, defense forces have launched a major campaign looking for 3000 new recruits now that is no mean feat if any factory or any uh, multinational came to town and said they wanted 3000 new staff we'd say that's an enormous jobs boost for the city and the county. This is a recruitment drive launched by Defence Minister Simon Coveney and the Defence Force's Chief of Staff, Lieutenant General Sean Clancy, who was launched only in the last couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about it a while. I'd go first to uh, Brian McCarthy, who is a petty officer, but he's also on the recruitment team. Um, 3,000 personnel... Brian, that's a lot of jobs going, a lot of people needed. Good morning.
0: Good morning, yeah. um, Thanks for the introduction there. Yeah, um, again, Defence Forces in Ireland um, increasing their size, specifically in the Navy here with bigger ships um, that we're taking on. We need more people to man them, really, um, and fulfil our role uh, to Defence of the State, yeah. Yeah,
2: because we we would be, technically we would have been short-staffed, would we not, for the last while?
0: Um, yeah, that's true. Um, numbers have dropped off um, the last little bit. Different reasons for that. Um, so again, we're we're increasing in size anyway. So we're looking for both replacing those that have left and a new intake of um, personnel for the increase in size in the the Irish Navy.
2: So what grades are you seeking? Is it everyone from cadet, private, right through?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So there's two forms um, of joining the Navy with general enlistment, which would be that of recruit which I would have joined as many years ago, and that of a cadet as well. And the cadetship is currently ongoing, and that's closing Sunday night at 23.59. And if anyone wants to rush in an application Mm. for that, the general enlistment and recruitment, that's ongoing. That'll be ongoing uh, throughout the year.
2: Which raises an obvious question, Brian. What's the difference between a recruit and a cadet?
0: So a cadet... um, a cadet, you're ultimately, after two years of training um, in a round, you will qualify as an ensign, and you'll go through, um, and out of an officer rank for a recruit, um, you go through a rank of um, enable rate, be it enable mech, semen, comms, or logistical branch, and you'll come to the rank then of a non-commissioned officer. So you've kind of two paths there, um, much like any industry, really. Um, you've people giving orders and people following up to a certain level. That's how we look at it here.
2: Right, right. And are there different entry requirements then for cadet versus recruit?
0: So um, just on an educational side is um, the only difference. So I suppose the easiest thing is for me to go through. Um, For that of a recruit, there's no formal educational requirement. And there's an age requirement between the ages of 18 and under 27. Um, And you progress from that then. And you have to be either an Irish or EU national also. Um, for that of a cadet, um, there is an educational requirement, uh, which is basically a pass leaving cert, um, and the ages are slightly less. It's between 18 and under 26 for eligibility there. See,
2: I see you've got some people there with you who are in training at the moment, and maybe we could have a chat with them.
0: I have indeed, Jack. I've Connor and Aideen here with me, and I'll pass you over to Aideen cool, there yeah.
2: now. We'll go to, we'll to Connor first, I, I'd say. Um, this is Connor Kerwin. Um, training yeah. currently, Connor, in, in the gunnery school, and you've completed recruit training. So tell me about what that's been like.
1: Well, recruit training is uh, very robust and intense. Uh, it starts off with a week induction where you basically get told what's going to happen and get you ready to start recruits. And then you go into your marching phase, your gun, your, uh, gun drill, and that type of thing. And then you're going to your basic military training, which is some people's favorite part, but uh, my favorite part would have been the MYO, <coughs> which is basically the iron borden's. So you go training basically with the HNK, which is the handgun that the Navy uses. You train with that on a yard that's basically uh, built like a ship. So you do practices with your fellow recruits, mm. training and um, training. Practicing, basically, um, arm importance. And was defence,
2: forcing forces, always something you wanted to do?
1: Um, I'd say I say o- I, always wanted a different job. Like I didn't really want a nine to five. Uh, I kind of wanted a bit of a challenge. And I was working one day, and I actually heard on the radio an advertisement for the defence forces, and uh, that kind of it was talking about challenging, rewarding career. And I said to myself, that sounds like something I'd be interested in. And so. At that stage, it was between the Army and the Navy. Right. And uh, my granddad was in the Army, so I said to myself, why don't I just do something different and try the Navy? Because so I think I'd find it interesting, and yeah. I did.
2: So, so whereabouts are you now? You've come through your recruit training.
1: Yeah, I've come through recruit training, and I've done six weeks of branch training, which was basic seamanship and um, uh like learning knots and splices and stuff—just yeah, sure. things you'll be doing out out at sea. Like, so you're yeah, learning the basics until you go out.
2: And when will you be off to sea, or have you been
1: to sea yet? Uh, I've been to sea in one for a week in recruits for a sea week, where basically you go out and you shadow a seaman, whatever. Well, whatever you do, you do all the branches. But I wanted to be a seaman, so I was doing mostly seaman work, shadowing the seamen and watching what they're doing, because that's what you're going to be doing when you eventually get out to sea. Right. So yeah, we did a week there and then I've done, I'm, I'm going out to sea in, Well, I'm finished branch training in six weeks after six week gunnery, so I'll be going out to sea after that.
2: Right, and you're looking yeah, forward to getting ship. out there on the water full time? Uh, definitely, yeah,
1: definitely. It's great crack out there, like I've been out there for a week and like you just make friends with everyone on the ship, like best friends you'll probably make. Like
2: Yeah, yeah. What age are you, Connor? I'm 20. You're 20. So exciting times ahead for you. Pass me over there to Aideen. Yeah. Uh, this is Aideen oh, O'Reardon. Aideen, you're, you're in training at the moment. Uh, tell me a bit about your training. Good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you? Um, yeah, so I finished uh, my recruit training in February and I'm in my medics training at the moment. Okay. Um, so there's a few different stages in your medics training. Um, it's divided into three parts. So there's the civilian qualification, which would be your EMT training. Um, so that would be a few months long, and then you do your part two, which is occupational health. Um, you do that study, that in UCD or UCC, and then you've got your part three, which is your military side of the medic training. Um, so I would have came in with this the civilian side done already, but uh, so the military side of the medic training is completely new to me. So I just completed that up in the Cura with the army right. actually because they were doing a medic course. What, what, what does that? Um, what so does that would,
2: involve? Military medical training. What does that involve?
3: Um, I suppose it's sort of like the movies where you're dealing with gunshot wounds and things like that. <laughs> yeah. So obviously in a civilian setting, you wouldn't be equipped to um, deal with things like that in a, in a, in a medic setting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. You're,
2: you're yeah, going to be, more like gonna be a military paramedic, effectively, is what you'll be, isn't it, That Is that, to, is that it's, it's, yeah, a layman's term on it?
3: It's, um, yeah, so the civilian name for it would be an EMT, so that's an emergency medical technician, okay. which would be an amb- ambulance practitioner. Yeah. Um, but now, so I've got the qualification of a combat medical technician on top of that. Wow. Which So that would be ad- additional training as well that I've received since joining the Navy, which is fantastic.
2: So with those qualifications then under your belt, where are you likely to be posted?
3: Um, so I'm going getting posted now on Monday coming onto a ship. Um, so each one of the ships in the Naval Service have one medic. So they're called sick bay attendants. So you've got one medic per ship. So obviously you've got a lot of responsibility in that sense because you're looking after the crew. Mm -hmm. Um, however many will be on the ship at the time. Um, So I'll be doing my two-year rotation at sea, just like everybody else. Um, So we're going out on the patrols with everyone.
2: Nice. Exciting times?
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Same question as I asked, Mm -hmm. Connor. Was the Defence Forces always something you wanted to do?
3: Um, It's probably something that was always in in the back of my head. Since I was younger, I was in Scouts, and I was really into the outdoors. Um, I do a lot of uh, water sports and things like that hmm. so the same idea, army versus navy was the question but I definitely like being out in the water on a nice nice sunny day, <laughs> it's yeah. got a great view yeah. Is, um, the, is so, the
2: fitness uh, and staying fit murderously hard because you know why I ask you this now Aideen because we're all just mm-hmm. out of breath just at watch and hell week <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> is it is it really hard to keep fit for all this?
3: Well, I suppose when you're going through a recruit training, you you build up a, a really good level of fitness because you're doing a lot of exercise regularly. And then after that, it is mainly up to yourself to keep on top of it. But like, there's gyms provided on base here on the naval base, as well as on each of the ships. There's there's gyms that you can use. So you can't go out for a big long run because you're at sea, but there's treadmills and everything, and there's weights, so you, you can keep on top of your own training. And you know, so it's, it wouldn't be that that difficult at all. I yeah. suppose if you're in the navy, you've got an interest in yeah. keeping yourself fit and healthy as well. So no, I'd say it's actually probably easier because you can yeah. kind of incorporate it into your daily routine here, and it's it's encouraged to do that. As, um, as so a, as a woman issues.
2: venturing into this career, are there many are there many young women at, at at the same position as you are now, ready to head off to sea?
3: There is absolutely, and I'm really fortunate. So I was in recruits um, for 22 weeks with eight other females. There was eight of them in my class, and like so, it was like having eight new sisters. And next week, when I'm going to see two of the people from my two of the girls from my recruit class are, are on the same ship as me. And there's going to be another three females on that ship as well. So there, there's a good few of us floating oh. around. We're going to take over the place. All right, I'm not <laughs> time. What's the plan? And,
2: and is there any friend yet, as it were, uh, who you've said, come on, give this a shot. It's great.
3: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I've tried to rope in a few of my friends. Yeah. There's people off doing other jobs and they say, oh, no, no, you still have time to, to give it a go, definitely. All right. Oh, I'd, I'd 100% I've recommended it to all of my friends. It's best- been like the craziest but best few months of my life so far I've, like I've done a few different jobs before this but this is definitely a career for life like I can see that already
2: Well here's hoping that, that it's a long yeah. and a, a rewarding career for you both Aideen and Connor. Put me we'll back on there briefly to Brian so I can finish up with him. Hi,
0: yeah, Their
2: enthusiasm is infectious Just before uh, we wrap up with you remind people again the, the closing dates and how to begin the process
0: yeah, so the closing date for the cadetship competition is this coming Sunday, the 12th at 23:59. And for general enlistment, um, we're recruiting all year round. And um, for both, like Aidan and Connor, that you've listened to there, so if we sparked an interest with anyone and um, to join us, it's www.military.ie. That will bring you to the website, and um, from there, it's just simple as click online, apply online, and the process of going through it. And there's a psychometric test which you can practice online. And um, Once your details are taken, you'll be sent a link um, and you can, you can work on your, your actual test then. Um, but it's advised to practice uh, before doing it. There's a fitness test. Um, and again, fitness was mentioned there. It's key to us. Um, so for males and females, um, there's 20 push-ups in a minute, 20 sit-ups in a minute. And there's a 2.4-kilometer run for males to be completed in 11 minutes 40 and for females in 13 minutes 10. Mm. Um, on completion of that, there's an interview, a medical um, and once you're awarded clearance, then you're then awarded a place in a recruit class. So that's okay. kind of the process involved in it.
2: OK, and best of luck to everybody. Petty Officer Brian McGarty, part of the recruitment team, and Adina Reardon and Connor Kerwin, both uh, recent recruits. Looking forward to getting stuck in. And uh, congratulations to you both and good luck in your futures. 96 FM.